Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to another horror movie review here at Hometown Ghost Stories. And this time, we once again went to the theater to see this movie, where we're going to be covering a little bit more of the newer stuff throughout the weeks as we do these. I am joined, as always, by Dave. What's going on, Rob? And also Jesse. What's up, gentlemen? Not much, not much. And, of course, I am Rob. But tonight we have a special guest who came to the movies with us, and that is Captain McSlugs himself. What's going on, Andrew? Hi. Nothing. That's about that's about the last word you'll hear from him tonight. So <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you enjoy it. Yes. All right. So we went to the movies and we saw Barbarian. Let's let Dave hit us with the synopsis of this movie, and uh, we'll go from there. Before we do that, we want to let everyone know that this episode is going to be filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie... This is a great opportunity to go on a date night yes. or go see it by yourself or whatever, but go see the movie unless you are fine with it being spoiled because we're going to do that right here and right now. Let's start with Dave's synopsis. And just to piggyback off of that, you sh- before you hear the, the, the synopsis, you should go into this movie blind. If you haven't seen anything about it, go watch this movie. Yeah, blind, blind people can go see movies too. You can still That's enjoy true. the experience. Go see it without knowing anything about it at all. Yep. And don't watch the trailer. Don't listen to this podcast. I keep telling people, don't listen <laughs> to our podcast, but they still do for some reason. Yes. Without so further ado, you've had the warning. Now we're going to get into it. And definitely we get into it. No, I'm just kidding. This is hard. <laughs> this is difficult. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, if you are blind and want to go see this movie, go to the Braintree AMC where we saw it because it is loud as fuck. Fuck. Yeah, then you can leave deaf too. Yeah. Sit in the parking these lot. People don't have it, these yeah. people don't have it hard enough, Dave. You want to make them go deaf too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Barbarian, written and directed by Zach Krager. A young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. So just like we all recommended you all do we or at least i'll speak for myself i went into this blind i didn't read a synopsis um this is actually the first time i've read a synopsis for this movie was just now Uh, i didn't watch any trailer i had no clue what to expect and i think that's the way to do it because this movie kept catching me off guard it kept uh zigging when i was expecting it to zag it would twist when i'd expect it to turn um and it was just it it was really, they did a really good job with it because they kept kind of changing directions with it a little bit. So it started off pretty slow, actually. I, I actually went and Googled while we were watching it. I'm like, is this an A24 movie? Because those A24 movies typically start off kind of slow and then they pick up the pace. And this one was kind of doing that and didn't know which way it was going. They set it up with Bill Skarsgård. I had thought that um, he was going to be like the antagonist in the movie. And they, oh, we you know, yeah. yeah, it was just, in, in for while we're talking about him, he was excellent in this movie, as was Georgina Campbell. Uh, great acting performances from both of them. We got to see Justin Long a little bit later on in the movie, and he also just crushed it like he always does. Always. Um, so there was a lot going on in this movie that was uh, really going great. And um, basically, we had like half the movie is going, or you think it's going one way, 
and it just doesn't. It changes direction. And then when it when it changes directions, they hit you with that first like real scary part where they're in the cave down there and you get that that scare, like jump scare scene there. And then it cuts right to Justin Long, just in his, you know, California and his convertible just singing and just stopping along just starting a brand new movie at that point just being and it starts a whole new movie and for some for whatever reason it worked it did it did so yeah starting off this movie again i i also we we all agreed like i think rob warned us like dude don't don't watch any trailers this is what everyone's saying is don't watch any trailers just go into it uh without seeing anything on it and so i don't think any of us did Um, to a point where if I didn't see a movie poster, I would have thought that this was going to be a movie about barbarians or something. (laughs) I thought it was going to be. Well, I didn't see the poster. So I I didn't even know what the time frame was going to be when we went to this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it it was kind of cool. So, I mean, let's start at the beginning of the movie. So when they... When she rolls up to the house, you can't really tell what the neighborhood is like. And you kind of get a little bit of a preview. You get like a little bit of a broken down building in the background, but that could be anywhere. And it wasn't until the next morning that you realized that the entire street was abandoned, disheveled, like just absolute full on, you know, the hood of Detroit or whatever. It was, you know, there, there wasn't a single person living in that neighborhood besides a homeless guy who came into the, the picture later. And the light turns on and you're immediately like, oh, shit, something's about to go on here. That and was yeah. really, really smart the way they shot that. It really was like, like you said, like you, it's a good point that I didn't think to bring up when you, when she first pulls up, you can't tell. And then it's like, they make it a thing when she looks out the window next morning and she see the dilapidated neighborhood, the whole neighborhood just dilapidated. And she's like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, where am I? Yeah. Just made no sense for this little house to be so fixed up and nice. And it, it kind of made sense later on at that halfway point in the movie when they switch gears and you have uh, Justin Long's character who plays AJ and He's just basically like, yeah, I have property in Detroit. And, you know, so clearly he just bought a random property, had some random people go in and fix up this random house that he had no idea was in this absolutely, you know, abandoned neighborhood. So it did kind of tie in towards the middle. Rob, what were your thoughts on the uh, opening of this movie? So I thought, like Dave brought up the twists and the turns. You didn't know what this movie was going to be at all. Like even going into it blind as you're sitting there, it changes so much in that first half of the movie where you're like, okay, this is going to be a movie about the guy that's already in this rental property that got double booked. It's like, this doesn't happen. This, this is weird. So definitely something with Bill Skarsgård's character is going to be off and they play into it throughout the night. He's having night terrors. So you're like, what is going on with this dude? We don't know. We don't know what's going on with Bill Skarsgård. It seems like he's a bit off. But really, all of his reactions are justified when you think about it. When she comes out of the room and she like shakes him awake and he's like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you waking me up? It's a stranger waking him up. She's also a stranger to him, right? So you get that reaction. And then before you even get into these tunnels, you still don't know what the movie's going to be because she goes into the basement and there's this room that's this terrifying room with a bed and a camera facing down at the bed. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to hold her hostage in here. And then shit really hits the fan. And he's like, and you're still thinking it's him because he's like, I need to go down there. I need to see it with my own eyes. I need to see what you're talking about because I don't believe you. When you're like, well, wouldn't most people just leave at that point? But again, he doesn't know her. Right. So it makes sense that he would want to see it himself for the most part. 
why he goes down that staircase, it's a whole other thing. I probably that's where I've probably thrown up the do sign and well, before we jump into that, because I don't know if I don't know if he voluntarily went down the stairs or if he got grabbed before. That's true. He answered her when he was in the camera room. She's like, "Do you see the camera?" He's like, "Yep." Yeah. And that was the last he heard from him. And then right. she's like, "Where is he?" And then he—I think he might have got snatched and grabbed and dragged down the stairs. Yeah. Well, before so, before we jump into that, and before we continue on, uh, we do have our resident expert on walking down staircases and entering caves silently, which is Andrew. <laughs> do I look like I do that for a living? <laughs> Not for a living, but you are an expert on it. So I am indeed. What are your um, what, what was your thoughts walking into this movie? Uh. Again, I was also blind walking in this movie. And you are our resident blind movie critic, so. It's true. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> what I liked about this is that none of the, uh, really any of the characters, none of their actions were super far-fetched. You know, when she opens up the uh, the cave, uh, you would expect that being a horror movie, she would obviously go in the cave. And explore it. And yep. explore it, because that's what any rational person would do. But no, she opens up the uh, the secret door and looks in. Can't see anything. She's like, "Nope, nope." <laughs> she just goes, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. So that that is good. So yeah. So like, before we even jump into like what it becomes, I was just pointing out like this movie took like four or five different directions right before it even gets to the direction it's actually going. So you're still like not sure what you're getting into. And I love just, it for that. Yeah, you're just waiting for the moment where Keith's character, Bill Bill Skarsgård, like what you just waited for him to be the bad guy, and you kind of got right. like the hint of it when you know the, the first night that they spend the night, her doors open, and all of a sudden he's freaking out on the couch, like he's having like a night terror or something. And this is when you started to get a little bit of inklings that I, I actually didn't really think made sense, which was of the house also kind of being haunted. So you had doors opening and closing by themselves. Mm. I had tried to think back on it and try to tie into, you know, the creature that they ran into later was that thing opening the doors, but like with the door closing and locking itself when they were in the basement, it just didn't really make much sense. I think it was just story. a faulty door. It would right. just get shut and lock. Well, no, like her, be- would- her bedroom door would unlock and open too. Maybe that was... I don't know. Does this crazy thing in the basement have keys to unlock doors? I mean, I, I don't know. It just says this. This was one of the, one of the few elements of the movie that, looking back on it, I don't know if it really made sense. So her door um, to the bedroom was never locked. They made it uh, a point to show you that she didn't lock it. Right. It was, oh, okay, but then she locked it after. And I know that the thing had thumbs. The thing didn't have. Th- yeah, yeah, but like today's point, they showed the the basement door close on its own multiple times. So they it's did. something yeah. with the house. Like the house is is not not in the greatest of shape. It's like off centered somehow or something, and it, it causes doors to close. We, yeah, I think we've it's all been door that, it's, a, it's a basement yeah. door that locks on its own, which is a okay. tip, which is not an uncommon lock mechanism to have a door that you know you can set them to lock on their own, right? And it just it swings shut naturally. You open it, it swings shut, right? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there was a few. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch it a second time. I feel like there was a few times where doors would also open on their own. So, I, I did, did. You not feel like they were trying to sprinkling in this, or at least lead you down the path of this is a haunted house at first? Yeah, and I yeah, think that was intentional. And they were like they wanted to keep you guessing, but right. it wasn't anything where like um, that they committed. They didn't commit to the haunted house angle. A door opening by itself does not necessarily mean the house is haunted. It could suggest that it might be, but mm-hmm. they're not marrying themselves to that. 
um, option. So it, it wasn't done like the last movie that we reviewed, which was the oh my god, I already forget the name of it. It was the so privilege. Much. The privilege, where they. They were trying to make like, everything. Let's do all the horror movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were trying to make all of it part of the movie where this is just kind of making you think that's going to be part of it. And it's just not. So it's like the complete opposite path where it's like, hey, let's shoehorn everything into this movie. And the other one is like, let's let them think this is what it is, but it's not going to be this at all. That's fair. I could see that. Yep. Yeah. So we need to start getting into what actually happened down this mysterious staircase and in these tunnels. So this was a cool scene because you don't really know what's going on. You're mm-hmm. still not sure whether or not Bill Skarsgård is the bad guy. And it sounds like he's in distress. He's calling her to help help him. And she's very much reluctantly going down to help him because she's a good person. They, made, they did a good job. She's basically your main protagonist of this movie. Yep. And they did a good job making her uh, likable. And you get that she's like, she does not want to be there. Right. And she was ready to walk out and abandon Bill Skarsgård's character before he went down there. But now that he's calling out in dis- you know, distress, now she's like, she won't back down. So she follows him down to this cave. And at this point, I'm thinking like, he's just trying to lure her in to this cave to get her, you know, to be his hostage, as we saw in that camera yeah, room. Because because we're in the reason that, I think we all felt that way was because why did he not make any noise? He was quiet and he just quietly just like, I found a cave. I'm going to walk down here without warning the poor girl that's waiting at the end of this hallway. Like, it seemed, so- yeah, it seemed real sketchy. And the moment for me that I realized like, oh shit, that's not the way it's going was when he came crawling backwards out of the tunnel with this look of just abject terror on his face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, someone, someone think bit me. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, maybe he's not. Maybe there is something else going on here. And then yeah. you get that. But scene. you still had that little bit of a feeling that maybe he's still the bad guy. And maybe this is like, I don't know, he's going to grab her ankles or something. But they they cleared it up real quick for us, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. You had this big boob monster creature. <laughs> just gigantic, just behemoth cave dweller. And just pops up out of nowhere and grabs Bill Skarsgård's character and just bludgeons his head off the cave wall repeatedly until his head is just a pulpy mess of blood. So just absolutely subverts expectations. Yeah. Like you're like, wow, how is this guy already out of this movie? Mm. Like, how (laughs) is he? You thought he was the guy. And this movie's just at this point, we're like, what, maybe an hour in now, maybe not quite an hour, 45 minutes in there into this movie. And we were just, we had already subscribed to the idea that this movie was going in a certain direction and then it, we're like waiting for it to pick up and it does really fast. And they hit you with this scene where you're just like, you're just upright in your seat. Like, whoa, yeah. what happened? And all then it cuts. Yeah. All of a sudden there was like a slow build up with like this romantic kind of twist. You're waiting for mm-hmm. something to happen. Um, turns into maybe it's a haunted house movie. All of a sudden it turns into the descent. And yep. then yeah. all of a sudden, boom, 90210. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the hills, just, hills have eyes twist yeah, on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't have worked. They shouldn't, you can't, a movie can't do that and then just cut to just like Jesse said, what Beverly Hills, just a convertible driving down the road, happy sunshine, palm trees, clouds in the sky. Yeah, guy's singing a corny song. Like, like he's just singing right along with whatever song it was, just having a grand old time. Hilarious character. The and, fact that you just, the next thing you saw was Justin Long, just being Justin Long 
kind of like saved them at that point. Because like, if you think like, take everything else out of it, right? And a movie does that to you and then just boom, switches off to like something else. You're like, no, what the fuck did you just do? What? Yeah. No, what's going on? Yeah. But like the fact that it's like, just this uh, Justin Long character who's, who's just such a great, he does such a great job. It's, it's like, it, it worked. I don't know why it shouldn't have worked. He killed this role in for him being what he was in this movie, which was kind of like just like a douchebag kind of slimy, slimy, douchey. maybe rapist. Like, you know, it, yeah, it was, right. he was still very much the comedic relief mm-hmm. and he, he crushed this role and he was a very, very, very fun character. Andrew, what were your thoughts when, when this movie switched gears? Uh, I was all sorts of confused for at least five minutes. Yep. Didn't even feel like the same movie for about 15 minutes. Um, yeah. I did like how quickly it was able to tie back into the horror aspect. Um, how are they able to bridge the gap between what's going on in his life right then um, and why he now has to go to this house? Right. right. And they left uh, it funny. So so immediately when he comes in, it's funny. Yeah. Right? So so it's 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 comedic relief. You're like, okay, this is okay, this guy's whatever's going on is they're making it very funny. It's very funny. Then he gets to haunted to the house and it's still funny. I don't know if you finish your thought before I go further, but you, you were in the middle of saying something else. Um nope. Nope. Okay. So, so this this was this is an interesting transition for me because you had a movie that was not funny up until this point. There was nothing funny about it, and it was, and that's okay. Yeah, it was just a horror movie, and they were building like almost like a dramatic s- subplot that was going there, and it just took a quick, just like a light switch went on, and now it's like almost campy, like just a like a funny horror movie now. You know what I mean? And it kind of stayed that way for the rest of the movie. It was a brand the, uh, with the campiness, but it was a it was just a brand new movie all of a sudden. This movie could have started at that point. Right. Right. Yeah, it could have. They could have. They could have actually condensed. I'm not saying they should have done this. I don't. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But they could have condensed that whole thing into like a three minute Open. know, opening scene. Yeah. They basically took what that would have been. Like any any other horror movie in the world would have been. Would have been a quick three minute opening scene, and then it would have started. Kicked it right off the Justin Long's uh, character arc right there. But they basically took it and stretched it into 45 minutes, and it worked very very well, in my opinion. They could also have just. Ended the movie right there, and I still thought it was pretty good. Yeah, to be honest, that would have been a like, great uh, short horror movie. Been great. <laughs> it yeah. actually, that's a good point. Uh, but what was cool about what they did with this now new Justin Long subplot is it kind of started like it, like you said, it kind of started a new movie, but it also started answering questions that you had in the first half. Why is there this house in the middle of this dilapidated neighborhood that is? Mm-hmm in decent shape and why are people renting anything in this neighborhood? So now it makes sense. He's kind of like a slumlord who just rents out all these crappy properties and doesn't really care about them. And that point was really driven home when he goes over to the uh, house and he finds the stuff, the area in the basement that he didn't know exists. And he starts, the first thing he does wasn't like, like look around and be like, Oh, this is scary or creepy. Or what is this secret room? He just immediately starts measuring for square footage to try and capitalize on his resale value. Absolutely. Hilarious and like because he, he's still like he wasn't blind to this like like he wasn't like this isn't creepy he was still like what the fuck is this yeah, yeah when he watches and he goes back to measuring yeah what the fuck continues going he's still getting pumped like like this because it's because basically he's trying to sell the house and he's finding out that there's a whole bunch more square footage he even stops like in the cave to Google like 
you know, like, like is uh, square footage under a property still, you know, counted it, you know, or whatever he Googled there. And, yeah. um, oh man, what, what, a, what but, a great scene. It helps set up. So it's hilarious. He's funny, but it also helps to set up how he is the exact opposite of our hero of the, of the story because she's everything is about like doing the right thing with her. And he is all about just being a scumbag self-preservation. Yeah. How can something benefit him throughout the entire movie? So it's Which funny. Is cool. and yeah. And we'll get into the ending in a bit, but he's, he's starting to have the character arc of turning into a bad guy. And then you sort of see some redeemable moments and then we'll get into the ending in a bit, which, right. which obviously it twists into him. Just he's not a he's just not a good guy. He's, right. The redemption arc wasn't there. No, <laughs> he certainly blew that one. But so this great, is great. Great job of setting it up, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Up until, was, up until go ahead. Well, there was one great thing that I thought they did in this movie that was that was tied in from the beginning half to the end half. And you can basically segregate this movie into two separate halves. And they it was that scene in the beginning of the movie where the she she's coming back from her convention thing and it's the middle of the day and she's getting out of her vehicle and she's going into the house and you just see somebody just running full speed up behind her. Yeah, scary and, Yeah, it's scary. She's, and she sees it. It's just this homeless guy running it like, ma'am, ma'am, yelling at her. And she's trying as fast as she can, fumbling with her keys, trying to get into the house. She gets into the house. She slams the door, but his arm gets caught and. You know, she's just trying, and she finally gets the door shut and locked. And he's saying, "Get out of the house! Get out of the house! Get out here! Get out here!" And um, she's like, "Oh my god, this neighborhood is terrifying." It was at this point. It was at this point that in the movie theater, you called this one, and and you turned to me. You go, "He was trying to save her." Yeah. Oh, we all did. I think every one of us called that right there. No, I didn't. I I, well, I I didn't have time to put it together because Dave was so quick on it. (laughs) I'm new to this. I just started watching horror movies four weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's true. Um, But then they, they, yeah, exactly. So that in the second half of the movie, they run into this guy again. He was like, "Man, I was trying to tell you," and she's like, "Oh, my bad." Now I get it. A scene that they did really well was basically. Okay, so they, you know, he ends up getting captured by um, Boob Monster Lady as well, and uh, and then I, I mean, I, okay, so I, in case, is there anything else you want to touch on this? In case anybody is uh, watching this review who didn't watch the movie and they just want to hear us talk about a movie they haven't seen, the reason we're calling this the Boob Monster Lady is because she is, I guess. Real quick, so the thing that exists here is basically a boobs. creature that boobs was created exist. really, really naked. That's why we're calling her the boob monster. She was created through uh, many, many generations of incest. So um, basically, this the, there's, there was a, a guy in the 50s who owned the house, and he would just kidnap people. And you're doing you a real, just... real poor job of explaining boobs right now, Dave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> how boobs are made. No, and okay. he would just breed with them, and they would have babies, and then he'd breed with those children, and then they were just like inbred and over inbred over inbred until we get like these Hills Have Eyes characters, and this one monster person who's completely naked and has these gigantic big flopping boobs, she um, she kidnaps people, which is how Justin Long and our uh, protagonist end up in the situation and she breastfeeds them because they are her babies. But that's why we keep calling her the boob monster. So yeah, that was a really long way to get there. But yeah. thanks for thanks for giving us the least fun way of describing boobs yeah. ever. Yeah. 
So before I mean, we get let's not the... let's not pretend these were fun boobs, okay? <laughs> before we get into the end of this movie, I do want to touch on that scene where they show the guy who owned the house before who started this whole thing. Richard Brake, who is yeah. great in horror movies. Rob Zombie likes using him in a lot of his movies. Yeah, he's really good in stuff. Um he's great in this movie for like the one not one scene, but like his one little arc. Mm-hmm. Does a great job in it. And I think it's more like the eighties or nineties because of the camcorder. So like basically he's he's shown going to like a grocery store. He sees a woman that he likes. And it shows how he would just like knock on their door, pretend to be from the water department, walk into their house, unlock their window, which is terrifying, and then go back and kidnap these women and hold them hostage. And this is what this room is set up for down in the basement. And during this, it's um, he's talking to his neighbor and they're like, everyone's like, yeah, we're trying to sell our house now because we think this is going to this is all going to shit, basically. And he's like, well, I'm never selling. So this is why he's able to continue to do this stuff without being caught because his, all of his neighbors leave and he just stays. For whatever yeah. reason, they left, they left. And he's able to build this whole entire situation down in his basement and just never get caught doing what he did. And, and he I gets away was... with it because the police don't care about this neighborhood, which right. um, the writer and director did a great job of using that to explain something that would have otherwise been like a, well this doesn't make sense so when uh our protagonist gets out of she escapes the house she first thing she does is run to a gas station and now she has been she'd been basically living in a cave for the past several weeks or whatever so she's in rough shape she looks horrible dirty and just tattered and malnourished except for the breast milk and uh <laughs> she gets to this she's like can i use your phone to call the police and she calls the police and the police show up and she's like you gotta Help me! I was held kidnapped and I was captive in this. Yeah. She straight up, straight up, because she was so disheveled. She straight up looked like a crackhead. She looked like a tweaker, mm-hmm. and I could tell you from working in the city and experiencing tweakers all the time. Like the police's, the police's reaction was so well acted and so natural to this situation, where it's like, as a police officer, you have to take a break in or or kidnapping seriously. But at the same time, it's like, okay. Yep, go on. Yep, you're a crazy person. And finish up. Like, and this is their, their, the acting and the, the way that they shot this scene was so perfect. Cause as soon as I'm watching her, like, walk into, like, you know, the gas station, whatever, I'm like, oh, they're going to treat her like a tweaker. You know, and it's exactly what happened. Very, very well done scene. And it, like, like I was saying, it, 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 um, it filled a void that would have been, we would have been here talking, like, that just makes no sense. She got up. Why didn't she call the police? You know what I mean? Right. right. So, um, they, they covered that very well so and then that brings to the next part where she she's there with the cops they leave her because they don't really believe her and they tell her to leave the the property it's not hers get out of there and they take off and justin long has been captured and she's like she looks back at the house and she's like man i should really just leave but because she is a good person she doesn't want to leave this man stranded in this cave where no one else is going to help her get him. And she makes the decision to go after him. So this part was great. So Justin Long, who has since acquired a gun at this point, is he's walking blind through the cave and with his gun in a flashlight and she's coming back to save him now. So then this part was kind of predictable, not in a bad way, just like you, you saw, you're like, oh man, I know exactly what's going to happen here. You're just saying that because this is the scene that I called. And while you got me 
with the homeless guy scene where you called it. I was like, great job, Dave. When I told you, I was like, she's going to shoot him. I actually leaned in to tell you the exact same thing. No, you anyway. leaned in to listen because you were like, what, what's going to happen next, Jesse? <laughs> she's going to shoot him, Dave. So to uh, he's everybody's, shoot her. everybody's shock, they both round the corner at the same time, and he pops her right in the, uh, what, she got shot in the chest or the stomach? She got shot in the stomach, I think. And um, that was just like, that was a great scene right there. And Dave so, still um, didn't believe it. I'm like, no, Dave, listen, she got shot. Just like I told you it was going to happen. And Dave's like, is she going to be okay? I was like, I'm sure she'll survive at least a few scenes. All right. So, so real quick, <laughs> we are covering pretty much this entire movie, but I want to go back to how he acquired the gun for like just two seconds. He finds the old man. The guy is still alive. He's in a bed by himself. And Justin Long finds all these tapes and watches one of them of what this man did because he wanted to help the man at first. And this is this helps like lead the story for Justin Long's character because he starts telling this man how sick he is. Like, how could you do this? What, what do you, what kind of person are you? And then the guy takes the gun and shoots himself, and that's how he gets the gun. But this helps us believe that Justin Long is redeemable. It seemed right? like a character arc moment. Yeah. Right. Also, so it, I thought that old guy was going to shoot him. I did too, to be honest. <laughs> you know what's uh, funny about that scene? It was um, I think that. So he was bedridden. He couldn't get out of his bed, right? Mm-hmm. And who for who knows how long? Because basically he'd have his little bell that he would ring and the boob monster would come in and bring him whatever, <laughs> you know, services that he needed. Probably and um, probably boob milk. Was hey, dude, wait, 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 dude, when you're bedridden and you're hungry and tired and old, <laughs> the only thing you want is some incest boob milk. I can't imagine. Yeah, like what else? what else could you ever possibly want? They won't let me work in nursing homes. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) But he had the gun in the dresser drawer or the nightstand drawer, which was just out of reach. He couldn't reach it. And who knows how long. So Justin Long's character comes into the room and all the guy is doing is like motioning over to the bedstand thing. And Justin's like, what do you want? You want this closer? And he brings it closer to him. And then the first thing the guy does is he reaches into it, grabs the gun and shoots himself, which leads me to believe this guy was laying in this bed for years knowing that guns in there it's all he wanted was that gun so he could just end it and it took justin long's character coming in from the drag thing closer and he finally is able to reach the gun and shoot i don't i don't think that's it but it's funny it's just because he knew that he knew the 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 jig was up like he knew that he got found out and he's like all right i'm not gonna go to jail for this i'm just gonna end it now but maybe maybe that's a that's kind of a fun possibility all right, let's let's dive into the ending. So there, so fast forward. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of diving. So they they get away. The home the homeless guy helps them. They're hiding out at his place. She's shot. They're trying to plan out their next move, and they're like, "Well, can't you know we can't stay here?" She's like, "Because the we're so close to the monster," and the the homeless guy's like, "Well." She's never came in here before, and that's just when you knew all hell was Yeah, done. just fucking Kool-Aid, man. Boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> she sma- Hulk smashes through this wall, and this is maybe a little bit earlier. The breastfeeding I did not find scary. I just found it kind of weird and creepy. But like, but at this point, this is where the movie, for me, became unbelievably not scary. Yeah. yeah they- I mean, I, mean I, guess, I guess you could say it became not scary excuse me, at about the halfway point where they started bringing in the comedic value, but the movie was still good at that point. No, it's still, me, had, it I guess still had did it. scary elements. There's still a little point. bit of scary elements, but this this is like the downfall of the movie for me, the final 10 minutes. Literally. Uh, and it started with the Kool-Aid man. Like, you can't just... Yeah. 
you can't just Kool-Aid man your way through the wall. <laughs> That's just uh oh, right at the perfect moment when he says, <laughs> never come in here. Yeah. 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 So this was I don't even hate the way this ending went in terms of like what they were going for. It's just the execution of it. So that whole part is a little weird, but also we got to talk about it. They get up on top of this water tower. Um, Justin Long has the ability to redeem himself for everything that he's done. Like, well, you can't redeem what he's done, but he can, he can try to show that he can be a good person, right? That he could still be a redeemable person in the future. And he totally does the opposite. So he knows that this boob monster thinks that the girl <laughs> is her baby. Right. And so in order to get away, his decision is to throw our protagonist off of the water tower to Tess. try to buy himself some time. Tess off the water tower to try to buy himself some time. Little did he know she was full of incest boob milk. And when you're full of that, you float and you have plenty of time for the monster mm -hmm. to come up to the roof, see what's happening, also jump off, get behind her, swing around, land on You're her back to save her incest baby. Yeah. This was not an ending that I'm going to defend, but I will say you made it a lot dumber than it was. So no, they were it, all, it cannot no, get dumber than it was. <laughs> it was pretty they were it all impossible, already, the but please try. The, the, the three of them were already at the top of the water tower. Mm -hmm. The boob monster is closing in. <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard to have an actual discussion on this. <laughs> She's closing in on them. And as a last-ditch effort, Justin Long's character, AJ, grabs Tess and says, it's here you want, then go get her, and he throws her off the thing. So she's going over the edge, and the boob monster immediately is like, oh, no, my baby, and follows her over. She reaches the ground first because she weighs so much more. So No, the way um, you word that makes able it sound to like cushion, cushion the fall. Yeah, with the monster boobs, right? The boob monster boobs. The way you word that is the way it should have been done. She's Superman, like oh my god, this was the worst. Flew, like yeah, flew down and, and just looked absolutely ridiculous. Also, the movie was dead silent. There wasn't like dramatic music. It was just boob monster coasting and arcing and swinging down and coming straight at the camera. You can't see this if you're listening, obviously, but just with. Yeah. Also, you yeah. can't see it if you're blind and Dave hates you. But the uh, <laughs> it's just the only thing that sound that 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 scene was missing to make it dumber would have been the sound effect going. <laughs> it was so like I can't believe a single person that worked on this movie didn't watch this scene and go, "Oh no, that's dumb as fuck, bro." Yeah. yeah. Like what? What are we doing here? Like, best case so scenario, funny, they dumb. watched it. They watched it and went. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving look that. I, look what I did. Hey, hey Jim, you think, I, they, think they'll keep this? And then they kept it like, whoa, Jim, they kept it. This is it, the, was, so, it was so dumb. And the is, easy fix for this is just to be right on the edge of the water tower. She's a lot closer. He just kind of shoves her off, and she's so close that she goes right after her. And you can yeah. do the same thing, and she's not diving. And she's like basically just grabbing her as she falls, and they both go down together, and she rotates so she's on her back, and it's fine. Right. That's, then, a better, that's a better way of doing it, but it's still dumb, and I hate it because I you – know, just to stay consistent on all of these, I hate the deus ex machina endings where they just – you have a, somebody who's in a situation where they should be dead, and last second something just comes in and saves them. Mm -hmm. And it's like – it's not – dude, not horror. It's not – 
It's not for horror movies. Get it out. No, it couldn't. It couldn't have been worse. It was. It was stupid. And the thing keeps just, like this thing just coolated, man. It, it it's way through a friggin' wall. You think this is gonna kill it? Obviously, it didn't. What? It does. <laughs> it, it didn't die at this point. I'm, I'm saying this thing just busted through a wall. You think yeah. it'll fall off a water tower is gonna stop this super boob monster? It's not gonna happen. Who was saying it was gonna stop the super boob monster? Well, you assumed that that, that because she fucking fell off that she would be dead, right? No, oh. she got the girl drove a car into her and sandwiched her between the car and the building and she didn't die. Right. This is this is a superhuman inbred strength okay, reinforced right. monster. We're talking so about the human monster. that fell off the water tower, Jesse. I know, I know, but uh, I was talking about the monster that we all Which monster? Thought, I thought we the boob the, monster? The, the boob monster we thought was going to die in this scene, right? It didn't. Anyways, I I guess I guess being a rookie, I, I thought the blue monster would die in this scene, but we all knew she didn't. Anyways, the thing that I hated about this, which is my original point, I hate that you guys maybe dragged that out, but my original point was what didn't need to happen, well, first of all, this whole scene didn't need to happen, but what didn't need to happen in this was Justin Long's character explaining why he's going to push her over. It didn't have to happen. He could have just pushed her and you would have known, like, oh, that's <laughs> that's a dick move. But he's like, I must buy some time and I'm going to do that by throwing you off of this water tower so Boob Monster chases you and pushes and then pushes her. Like, the explanation- For me, I felt like he was explaining. So he has, so he he's not a good guy. We've established that. But he's also not um, a sociopath, narcissistic, dead inside killer, right? So he knows what he's doing is bad and he feels the... I think that his the way his character is written, yeah. he's like, sorry, but I'm doing it for me. But he feels the the need to tell all, her. All he had first. to do was all, okay. So that's good. I understand. All, all he, he had all he do. had to do was say sorry in that scene. So sorry, and then push her off because he's sacrificing because he knows it's going to happen. We didn't need the explanation in that scene. It just made it all the more dumb. Uh, I didn't um, hate it. I think he's trying to justify it to himself. Yeah, like he's like, trying to convince like himself he, more sorry. than he's trying to convince her. Yeah, maybe. He's, he's trying to he's trying to give himself the reason why he's doing it, and and he does every time he does something bad, he tries to justify that it wasn't it either wasn't bad or it was supposed to happen. Ain't so, yeah. that. Right. So like that's that was the arc of his character throughout the whole thing. Yeah, just so. added to the dumbness of that scene. So that was poor. All right, let's, let's now that we've done gone through the entire script, let's give out some reviews. Andrew, why don't we start with you? I, what are we doing? Stars or yes. out of ten? Yeah, out of five. five out of five stars. I'm glad you watched out of, the show. Out of five stars, don't be a rookie. Super happy you watched the show. <laughs> You've been on uh, these before. Yeah, I don't think he's done a, a movie review before. All right, so for me, this would 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 have been a five star movie. I thought the ending was dumb, and I didn't, I didn't love the ending. Uh, but it doesn't kill the movie for me. For me, it's a four point three. Uh, Andrew, because we still care about your score, what is it? On a scale of seven to sixteen, it's a twelve. Well, we don't like that. Uh, what's your score? <laughs> one out of five. <laughs> uh, one out of five, I give it a three. It's just because they lost me so much and really the whole second half. Dave, uh, Dave Portnoy would be very disappointed with you giving a solid three. All right. I'm going to give it a 4.1. Yeah. I want to I, I want to give it higher, but it's a movie you should watch. You should definitely see this movie, but understand that there's a few things that are going to take you out of it specifically towards the end. Uh, for me, it's a four or five. I mean, dude, I'm well aware. And I say this all the time that horror movies either 
close it out or they lose you in the final few minutes. Mm-hmm. This one was over 75%. Usually they last 75% of the movie is pretty good. The, the last is a, is a disaster. This movie was, was perfect up until the final 10 minutes of the movie or so. So for me, it's, it's higher. Really, really dropped the ball at the ending there. I but, respect a, I respect a 4.5 star for this yeah, one. I, but think abso- I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right in there with us. Yeah, absolutely. Go see this movie. I thought it was a fucking great movie. It's just got a lot of real, real this, silly moments. This, that got really this, unscary at the end. If that end scene wasn't in the, wasn't the end of the movie and it happened like earlier on in the movie and then it had a really kick ass ending, it's probably a four nine four eight for me. But like the ending is so important in a horror movie. I think just including this scene at all. <laughs> like, I think putting it earlier would take a whole half a star. Movie. Yeah, that's true. They I just think, they I just I just don't know how so many so many people worked on this movie and they're like yes this is this will do like it's yeah. just so stupid yeah. it took, the movie turned into Mama, which we're going to have to review eventually just so I can go on an absolute tirade. But <laughs> if you remember how Mama got like towards the end, it was just like none of this. Uh, uh, you, no, we'll nothing, nothing, nothing's as bad as Mama. Yeah, we'll save it. Okay. <laughs> there, and there is. I can't. I can't and wait for Christmas. And it's called at least this, Christmas. At least this. At least the story. At least the story made sense. We we should go on like. Oh, we should go on like a little like few week bender where okay, so Rob, you picked Black Christmas just for for Dave, right? Black Christmas twenty nineteen to be specific. Okay, and then Mama would be for me, which is my least favorite movie of all time. And then uh, we gotta figure out what Rob's is, and, and we go through we go through um, what, what did they call that in um, nineteen eighty four? It was like a it was like like the the moment of hate where we we're like, all right, we know we're gonna hate these movies, and we're gonna re- review these movies that we hate just for some good quality content. We're gonna absolutely bash these movies and let people know ahead of time. It's it's happening, like yeah. two minutes of hate or whatever it is. Yeah, that, that's that's what we're gonna have. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of the horror movie reviews, where we covered Barbarian. Anything else before we get out of here? No, uh, let's just thank our patreons real quick. So for the VIPs, we have. Uh, Justin T, we have Jimmy H, we have Ma and Pops Wilkins, we have Stephen V and Lisa J, and then we also have for regular patrons, we have Mariah M, Curly Johnson, we have Rachel B, Anthony, Angry Dave Rocks, T, Matthew T, Cody G, Sydney B, Mark M, Papa Squatch, Mike B, Brandon W, Sarah W, Soph, Hooper, Jake V, Stephanie A, Seth Dave Sucks W, Captain McSlugs. There he is right there. Jeff oh, my God, he's here. Hey, look at him. The big smile. And we also have Sarah Dave Loves Bacon R. Appreciate you guys. And that's going to do it for us. We will catch you next time. Oh, next movie. Are we doing Pearl? Let's do Pearl. Let's do Pearl. Let's Back do to Pearl. the movies again. Back so to the if, movies. If you hadn't seen this movie... And you're now you've spoiled it for yourself because we explained every minute of this movie. <laughs> go see this movie and then stay at the movies and go see Pearl. Go see both of those and uh and we'll review that one next. I have to add that Pearl is the next scheduled one that we're dropping. There might be some other horror movie reviews in between of some classics, but yep. the next 2022 like new horror movie that we're gonna recover is Pearl. Yeah, but, movie uh, that you should check out that you might not have readily available for sure. Right. So until next time, we will catch you later. And uh, let's keep watching these horror movies. Peace. Peace.